Welcome to the Brains Magazine podcast, a podcast with in-depth interviews and conversations with world-class entrepreneurs, expert coaches, industry leaders, and international celebrities. Get exclusive insight into the world of business, mindset, leadership, and lifestyle with your host, Mark Sefton. I want to welcome you to this next episode of the Brains Magazine podcast. And as always, it's always exciting to jump in the hot seat and interview incredible minds. And today we have Deepal Shah. Deepal is the CEO and founder of Ananda for Life, also known as the Body Whisperer. Uh, and I also believe, uh, Deepal, that it's uh, your birthday. Is it? Is it soon? Is it tomorrow? Is it? It is was it today? yesterday, it was Mark. Yesterday. And I know. Well, you're an October baby too, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I always say the cool kids are, are born in October. And uh, when I was uh, doing my due diligence uh, with yourself, I, I noticed, oh, there it is. Uh, you're not that far away from, from mine. So yeah, happy birthday. Happy birthday to you too, Mark. Lovely. So did you have a good day yesterday? I had an amazing day. Um, I did some self-care, which I find very important to do. And it wasn't just a bubble bath or a massage. You know, most people go for things like that. Um, for me, it was more about tuning into myself, doing my yoga, my meditation, and really just being with me and being with my silence, which I find that a lot of people are afraid of. And uh, it was just a really nice light day, going out in nature, spending time walking out there, and then I also had some fun things going on, other fun things like a photo shoot and um, then I picked up my daughter and surprisingly, my other daughter, my 19 year old who has gone off to college, uh, surprised me with a visit. So it's just oh. a beautiful day. That is beautiful. You're quite right about what you're saying about silence. You know, we we try to stay busy to try and I think not deal with some of the, the inner work that that we all need to do. Uh, and obviously that's something that's a, a big part of your life and, and what you do professionally. And is it, has it always been that way for you, uh, Deepal, uh, around just being happy with yourself? It's something that I have personally, I think the pandemic, I, I kind of call, called it forced fellowship where I kind of had to sit with myself. It's not because I can't take care of, of me, but in terms of enjoyment, I love being around people. So I'm fascinated by the fact that on your birthday, you decided to choose yourself. Has that, has that always been the case? You know what? No. <laughs> to be honest, I always chose uh, to be around other people. I always had to have other people. Um, but I, when I started on my spiritual journey, I started to hone in on myself because I wanted to find out who am I? Why am I here? What are my limits? What are my boundaries? What are my beliefs? And I really started to tap into who I am. And I can only do that if I am silent with myself. A lot of times we think that, oh, we need to talk, you know, but we always say, listen, listen is such a key component. It's such a powerful quality to have. But how many people really listen? And it's actually listening to that inner person when when we say listen to yourself or listen to others right 
And we're saying, okay, really use your, your senses. Use a different part of your brain to really grasp the, um, that listening quality that can happen because you can hear more than just what you're listening to. You can hear somebody's body language. You could hear somebody's voice. You can hear somebody's feelings, right? And that's where empathy comes in. But when you start listening to yourself, you can give yourself the same compassion. And what you do with others, you need to give yourself. And we don't listen to ourselves enough. And so that silence, I think that we're too afraid to be silent with ourselves because we live in this chaotic world. There's too much going on outside of us. But yet there's also so much going on inside of us that we haven't tapped into. And we're afraid to tap into that. That if I am silent with myself, what is going to happen? And there's a fear around that. So we have to overcome that mm. and really get silent. And then you're going to see this new part of you just flourish and grow. And you're going to grow exponentially, whether you're in your business, your career, no matter what aspect of your life, even in your relationships, it's going to be this new you when you silence and just listen. Mm. Do you think, because like, you're talking about we don't listen to ourselves enough. Do you think the other flip side of the coin is sometimes we listen to ourselves too much? I don't think you can ever not listen to yourself enough because there's this part of us that's very intuitive, right? That gut feeling and that intuition is so strong that we don't listen to ourselves enough. There's never not enough. Like for me, that's what I teach people. That's what I teach uh, women who come to me who want to really take control of their mind and body how to listen and talk to yourself. You're not crazy if you talk to yourself, I promise. <laughs> it's just when you, when you tap into your intuition, you're going to really be able to understand your environment. You're going to be able to get a different perspective and more clarity around the things going on around you. That intuitive piece of you has always been there. But so many times because of our childhood experiences or even adulthood experiences where we have failed or people have told us that, oh, you're not good enough or you're not worthy or you're not deserving, we tend to hide our intuitive gifts. Mm. And those are our our sixth sense, I guess you could say, right? But we actually have eight senses and we don't use them enough. And when you can use these eight senses, you have that power to create so much more than than what you are right now. Mm. I, I like that you said that you're not crazy if you uh, if you speak to yourself, because even, even yesterday, you know, I I found I was stuck in my own head. I was on a loop of perpetual thought cycle that wasn't necessarily healthy for, for me to be in. Um, and it wasn't until I actually spoke to myself out loud that I kind of managed to knock myself off that cycle. Um, because I think that is really important that we 
we do have a miracle in our mouth and and our words do create worlds and as as much as you know we hear like actions speak louder than words and obviously that there is there is definitely you know I, I agree you shouldn't just say one thing and your actions not match that but but it does not dismiss the power of words I completely agree. Our words and our thoughts create our action. Our words and our thoughts create our reality. And when you want to create something that is that that you want in your reality and that is powerful and and I've learned it through my own experiences of what I wanted to create in my life. I mean, I come from a pharmaceutical background. I've got my biochemistry degree, I've got my MBA, but here I am as an energy practitioner and self-care expert teaching women around the world how to hone in on their own gifts so that they could take control of their own body. And I feel that we want to all find a a reason to be here and a reason for our purpose. And, and it's a huge, huge awakening when you step into that. You know, I know that you work a lot around, you know, helping people identify like their own superpowers. Is there, is there a certain kind of framework that you use in order to do that? How, how can we identify our own superpowers through, through the wisdom that you have? So in order to identify your own superpowers, you got to get out of your own way. You got to trust in yourself and your own abilities. We all have these abilities. And I talk about those um, eight senses and those are your superpowers. When you can make them strong, you can actually use them to, to you can use them as a gift to tap into your purpose, okay? So these superpowers, we all have them. You know, I always think of myself as, um, as a superhero. And I tell people, look at yourself as a superhero. Which superhero would you like to be? All of these superheroes have obstacles. They have challenges. But they also know how to use their intuition and their superpowers to overcome them. And that's what I want to help you do. In order to step into your path, in order to hone in on your superpowers, we have to work on that intuitive muscle. We all have this intuitive muscle that we don't use enough. It's been hidden for too long or we're afraid to use it because it's not normal. Right. It's not normal to connect with with angels or it's not normal to um, have premonitions or know things before they happen. But what if you can have that or what if you have a problem going on in your body and you can tap into it where medical science cannot tap into it? Because who knows their body the best? You know your body the best. It's funny because my husband will always say, well, why don't you just go to the doctor and they'll tell you what's wrong? And I'm like, no, because I know what's going on with my body. I know why this problem is happening. I used to have terrible digestive issues, Mark. And I 
could not find the help that I needed through Western medicine. And when I started looking at other avenues of healing, like complementary medicine, what really worked for me was energy medicine. Because I really got to dive deeper into my past, into my past pain, into the emotions that I had suppressed for so long, and really dive deep into why the problem was happening within my body. We don't do that enough. And now, because I've learned to talk to my body and connect with my body and become friends with my body in a different way, I have actually discovered that I can communicate with my body and get the answers that I need. And I don't always need to run to the doctor. Mm. There's so many times that not only have I helped myself, but I've helped so many other people in my family, as well as now people all around the world where I teach you and I help you and I guide you how to talk to your body and become friends with it. Like, for instance, like what food do I need? You know, we don't know. The doctor's not going to tell you. They're going to give you a, a, a list of things that you should eat if you have digestive issues, right? Or what you should stay away from. But you know your body the best. What if you can ask your body, okay, is this tomato good for me or not at this time? Is this avocado good for me or not? And get those answers, right? We're always, we're, we're such um, um, conscious, but yet unconscious human beings. We mm -hmm. want things just done for us. But what if we can do it ourselves? Yeah, and there is signaling that's going on as well. Like, I mean, I, I, I always say the the greatest weapon for personal growth is reflection, because re reflection doesn't cost you anything other than other than time. Now, you know, you we're talking a little bit about you know digestive issues there, but it's like you know if if you eat something and then you have issues, then you you can write that down and and kind of start to eliminate because. You know, I, I, there is certain foods that when I eat them, my body then signals, actually, I don't, I don't really like that, you know, and, and they can be some of the healthy foods, like you said, like tomato, cause it's very acidic. Uh, it can cause some indigestion for me or, or red wine, which again has lots of benefits, but also is very acidic. And so, you know, you're talking about, you know, building relationship with self and obviously the signal that. Uh, our body gives is is a, is a clear indication and it's the same with i guess em emotions they're again signaling to us aren't they they're giving us uh, a sign they're talking to us all the time emotions talk to us all the time we have repressed 90 percent of our emotions are repressed and this comes from childhood experiences where we like for me, I was never allowed to speak of my emotions. I didn't know I was allowed to have feelings. And most of my clients, they express the same, the same thought process. You know, whether you had an, a parent that never listened to you or an angry parent or a controlling parent, 
we repress our emotions and they have so much to say. Mm. That's where we are able to also build relationships is when we can actually discuss our feelings. So many times I often find that when you're dealing with something, because you haven't expressed the emotion of it, you tend to have lack of communication. That's why relationships don't work out well, whether it's intimate or business relationships. Because of our experiences, we want, as a child, we want to be able to express these emotions in a healthy way to make healthier relationships in the long run. That's why I teach people to write down their emotions. Okay, anytime you have an emotion, write it down because that's a great way of transferring it somewhere. Otherwise, you are going to have triggers of anger. You're going to have triggers of, of frustration and you're not going to understand where they're coming from. But when you acknowledge emotions, that's all they want. Your emotions want to be acknowledged because they were never acknowledged as a child. Mm. And so once you acknowledge them and say, hey, I'm angry and it's okay. We never tell ourselves it's okay to have a certain emotion. I'm sad and it's okay. Mm. Because too many times we have been discouraged to have that. But once we encourage ourselves and acknowledge that it's okay, we can move forward. Mm. And it doesn't feel so strong. That emotion just does not feel as strong as when it first came on. Mm. I'm glad I'm glad that you're talking about like repressed emotions because you know, society typically like I as much as I, I'm a massive advocate for, for women, because I feel like um men need to be doing more for, for women in terms of the way that they see women, the the way that they hold space for, for women. But but in terms of repressed emotion, you know, as children, as young boys, we're told that you know, real men don't don't cry so you suppress what you feel and think and then that results in you know more male suicide than than any other suicide on 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 the planet you know and you know we're talking about how these emotions need need to be awakened you know and talked about and i think that's really really important um because i think that's that's something that's vital one thing you know for me is that I feel like I put everything under the 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 magnifying glass or the microscope. Everything goes under. So rather than me being uh, a man who 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 represses his emotion, I probably I probably spend too much time there that I that that I then get caught in in not enjoying the moment because I'm constantly looking at something that's 12 months down, down the road, what, what would be your thoughts in, in that case? <laughs> so I want you to really think about how to be present, right? We are always thinking about what's going to happen in the future. And then we get entangled in those emotions and that thought process of the future, because then we start making assumptions and then we have, some people will have anxiety or they'll have worry about the future. So a lot of people, what I find, they're not in the present moment. When you're in the present, 
and you recognize that, oh, a certain level of emotions are coming on, of course, we want to dive into that, but you don't want to spend too much time in that. Instead, you're probably better off just breathing in, right, whatever's coming to you, and then just letting it go and breathing out. Once you acknowledge, like I had mentioned, you know, acknowledge that you're having that emotion, perfect. Now breathe it in, breathe out, and just allow yourself to now think of more of the positive of how we can find a solution, right? Or how we can bring in more positive thoughts to whatever is uh, the situation that you're thinking about, okay? So when I find that I get thinking about something, it almost becomes this cycle and pattern of negative thoughts or negative emotions. Because once that really um, uh, angry emotion or any kind of emotion comes out that doesn't make us feel good, and you won't feel good when that emotion comes out, you'll start having more of the not so feel good emotions. So you have to stop, you have to consciously stop because your subconscious programs are gonna take over and the shadows will come in and you're gonna be like, okay, this is making me feel even worse. And then maybe for the next hour or the next day, you're gonna feel horrible. And we don't want that. We have to turn off that switch and we have to do it consciously. Otherwise it's not going to happen. Nobody's gonna do it for us. We have to take that step and say, all right, stop. Right. Just use the stop button. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's so important. I think that we do know when enough is enough. Like there is a difference between sitting in something and wallowing in it. It's good to acknowledge what you feel. It's good to be uh, mindful and conscious because a lot of people aren't conscious. So you need to know, you know, when actually, that's serving you and when it's actually burying you. So, you know, that's really important, you know, to stop and to, and to take that. How, how do we heal and make peace with our past? Because often why we've ended up where we are now is a series of choices and, and experiences that have impacted us like in the past. So how, how do we actually go about and bring healing and, and become at peace with maybe some of the, the challenges that we've had, or maybe even the mistakes we've made? You know, the past is painful for so many because, yeah, we always dwell on the mistakes we've made or the failures that we've had, um, especially those, those things that I have learned from my experiences is that pain is not transferred to purpose will be transferred somewhere or onto someone else. So that pain that you're feeling, if it's not transferred to purpose, it will be transferred to someone else. And that's what I did for such a long time. I transferred the pain that I had collected and held on to in my body, I transferred it onto people that came to me, into my world. So we are these beings that have layers and layers of past experiences of trauma, grief, deception, betrayal, abandonment, neglect, all of that. 
the past holds very dense energy and unfortunately we use it to protect ourselves so we don't get hurt again mm -hmm. however these layers that we hold on to they're holding us back from accessing our purpose and so it's easy to you know for other people to say or for us to even tell ourselves sometimes get over the past but for so many people, it's really tough to do. I work with women who have had terrible pasts and they hold on to their experiences and it creates pain. It creates disturbances. It creates a lack of energy flow within their body. And in the long run, it creates disease. And little by little, you're going to notice that your body starts to deteriorate and you feel exhausted. You're feeling lonely and you're feeling sick. And a lot of times people don't understand why this is happening. It's not about letting go the past, but it's about addressing it and detangling from the emotions that are stuck to it. It's like opening a candy wrapper. And it's difficult for people to do this to open the candy wrapper because you don't know what's in there. Maybe it's a surprise candy wrapper. You know, some of those dum-dums, it's a surprise dum-dum, right? It's a lollipop, but it, there's a surprise. And you don't know what you're going to get. What flavor? That's the same way life is sometimes. And that's the same way our pain is. Mm. But the work definitely needs to be done. No matter how painful it is, it's the only way to heal is to dive into that past and really transform it into our purpose. Because if you look at your past, it has strengthened you. It has given you a purpose of where you are today. And maybe you want to change where you are today, but it's helping you reflect of who you truly are, what you believe, and where you want to go, what your dreams are. So allow it to help you rather than destroy you. Mm. Why do you feel, Deepal, that that some people will use their past as fuel for the future? And often uh, I hear a lot of this where people go through something, uh, they come out the other end. It then tends to be where they put their energy into. They may create a business out of it um, that then... Uh, helps them speak out of their own struggle, healing, you know, and 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 then helping others. So you've got there's a lot of people are in, that are in that camp, uh, and then you've got others that actually use their past as an excuse, or it defeats them, uh, and they never actually do anything, you know, in life because they're they're in that state. Why do you feel like we have such a such a difference? What makes some people use the pain? to create purpose and some use the pain to create an excuse. So for me, I created it into my purpose, but it wasn't a purpose in the beginning. I feel like different ages in our lives, we start to, as we get older, we start to find our purpose. And when I was 38, that's when I found my purpose that I wanted to change. It's that part of us that wants to change. You know, they always say you can't change people, 
And my husband always felt that way. Like he's like, he always told me I needed to change, but I didn't know what I was supposed to do to change. And I didn't know that I was going to change my entire life, my entire purpose. Some people will step into their purpose and then some people will just stay where they are and be on autopilot because they haven't recognized that there's a bigger part of them that needs to evolve and that is there and that they are worthy and they are deserving of discovering a different meaning to who they really are. And that's where spirituality comes in, right? When you go on the spiritual path, you dive into all of this. You try to understand who you are, why you're here, and where are you going? And I chose to use my pain as something that will help others. How can I help somebody because I've helped myself? And a lot of times if we have found relief and we have found our happiness and joy, then we want to help other people find the same mm -hmm. because we, we don't like seeing people feeling stuck. I mean, you might find in conversations with your friends or, or even when you're socializing with other people, you're always ready to give advice, right? And that's, that's living in your purpose, like giving your advice because you're guiding them. It's not that you're just giving them advice. You're guiding them. So you're living your purpose in a different way. I feel like it's not that people aren't living in their purpose, whether or not they've got this full-fledged purpose through their pain or their, you know, they found this different way of being. But I feel like everybody's got a purpose. And your purpose is what you make of it, right? But what true purpose is and what you did with the past is really finding your truth and living your life to the fullest each and every day. Just getting out of autopilot, breathing, doing all the things that you need to do to be happy. I find that too many people are just not happy lately. Mm. More since the pandemic than ever. Mm. And we're taking a different route right now and it's going to hurt humanity rather than helping humanity flourish. And we have to take care of each other. Mm. We have lost that responsibility, I feel. Yeah, I know you work a lot like with relationships and, um, you know, we're all relational beings. Uh, we're, we're not islands. Uh, how how do we really go about taking, you know, responsibility for our own actions and behaviors and and not kind of going down the route of blaming others because i i find that as much as, as much as i love life and i love people which i do um and people are the most beautiful gifts and the most you know painful uh, experiences as well like i'm sure most of us can identify that the best thing in our life often involve people and the worst thing in our life involves people you know and, and we're surrounded and sometimes with a pigeon and sometimes with a statue but how do we how do we end up not blaming others for them not being there when we needed them most 
Uh, and how, how do we take, you know, responsibility for our own actions and behaviors and find that sweet spot between not being an island, but also not being so kind of dependent on other people that we kind of get tossed by by the waves and the destruction of life. It's so easy to point fingers at others in any given situation. I remember when I was growing up and I would blame my brother mo for most things because I felt like he would get in less trouble than I would. As I got older, when something went wrong, I would blame someone else because it was easier to take responsibility off of me. And I was the type of person that hated saying, I'm sorry. So there's this uncertainty when it comes to taking responsibility because we don't know what the outcome will be. And that's what we fear the most. So it's so easy to just blame somebody else. We learn this through subconscious programming as kids when we don't get what we want from our parents. As we learn to blame them, especially when we're growing up. When we use blame, it's just an easier way for our brain to neglect what we're feeling because feelings and emotions are not really discussed when I was growing up, like we mentioned earlier. And so it's just so much easier because I remember when my parents would say no, and I had to tell a friend why they couldn't sleep over my house because my mom said no, but that's a blame, right? Maybe I could say something else like right now is just not the right time. We have too many things going on because we don't, we, it's just so much easier to say, oh, it's my mom, right? And it's just that we need to start to create blame-free relationships. Because even now, when I work with my kids or I'm, I'm talking to my kids or something happens, it's so funny when they're like, well, you said, or you did. And we're always using those words. So what if we take those words out? You did, you said, because of you. If we take those out of our vocabulary, imagine how much stronger our relationships would be with whoever. Because the key to creating these relationships is to recognize, first of all, these patterns within you, that you do blame others. You don't take the responsibility. And know that you will be wrong at times, and it's okay. We're so afraid to be wrong, but it's really okay to make mistakes. And then find a way to have discussion and an open communication, because that's what's going to keep your relationships alive and healthy. I had to learn to say, I'm sorry. And I have said more I'm sorry's than I have ever said in my life <laughs> after I started this blame-free journey. <laughs> and you'll learn to do the same, but you have to catch yourself when you start blaming others. Oh. And it takes practice, but you could do it. 
I love that. Now, Deepal, uh, uh, time has, has eluded us, and I'm sure that um, people will really be fascinated by the the level of your wisdom and also the way that you see, you know, life and 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 the way that you actually impact and work with others. How do how do people find out more about you and and your work? So to connect with me, the best way to connect with me is my website, deepalshaw.com, or you can email me at deepalshaw at ananda4life.com. And right now we do have a 24-week medical intuitive course that is going on. And I also have this wonderful free gift that you could take advantage of at anandaforlife.com forward slash Deeple's Intuitive Lessons. And every month you'll receive a wonderful intuitive lesson that you can take with you and use each day. Beautiful. Is there any last message that you want to say to people before we end today's podcast? Is there anything within you just intuitively that you just feel that maybe we haven't covered that you just want to share? Yeah, I just want to share that I want you to really listen to your body. That's one of the things that I want to empower you with today. Listen to your body, listen to your intuition, and watch the magic happen. Trust in yourself because you have it all inside of you and nobody can give it to you. So know and trust and watch your life become the most abundant that you can ever imagine. Love it. Deepal, thank you so much for your wisdom and your time today. Thank you so much, Mark. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining this episode with me, Mark Sefton. I hope you've really enjoyed it. Feel free to leave us a positive review on iTunes. And I look forward to welcoming you back to the next episode of the Brains Magazine podcast.